Hello, everyone around the world. Welcome. Bienvenidos, que calos irte, to Coloring My Way Across the Globe. I'm your host, Lauren Battistini, color consultant, artist, language learner, and world traveler. Join me each week as I chronicle the most colorful people, places, and experiences I encounter off the beaten path, both near and far. So, let's go. Vámonos, que pame. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Coloring My Way Across the Globe. I am your host, Lauren Battistini. I'm recording live here from Athens, Greece, a particular suburb of Athens called Kifisia. And I have an amazing guest today. I'd like to introduce you to her first and then give her the floor to speak. I'm here today with Dr. Marina Lida Putarelli, who is, yes, Athens-based, but has been educated uh, really around the world and uh, has quite a lot of uh, credentials she is the organizer and founder and director of the Spetses Mini Marathon and the Spetsathlon, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, she also owns and operates Communications Lab, which is a PR and communications firm, also specializes in a little bit of hospitality plus crisis management here in Athens. And so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and give the floor to Dr. Kutarelli or Marina. And the first place I would like to begin is to talk about this event I just participated in. I swam in your event a few weeks ago. Uh, it was the 3K open water competition in Spetses. So I just wanna ask you a little bit about the event. And you've been doing this since I think 2011. And I wanna find out from you, from your perspective, how this all began. Well, first of all, let me just say it's a great honor to be here. Fantastic talking about color. I'm a very colorful person. I never wear black. I see that. <laughs> yes. And I think that Greece really has the most beautiful natural life of all the world. I have lived in London. I've lived in the States. Um, I know that a lot of people will say that I'm biased. I probably am. But the colors and the natural light of Greece and the Mediterranean Sea are truly beautifully colored. So the event was indeed started in 2011. It initially started not because I had a particular affiliation to Spetses, but because then we were trying with the Greek Ministry of Tourism to launch and extend the Greek tourist season. Mm. Obviously, a lot of people want to come to Greece in August. But on the other hand, Greece is overpopulated in August and overcrowded with tons of people. And the weather is really mild and beautiful all year round. The sea that you swam on was 24 degrees and that was on the 1st of October. So we wanted to hold an athletic event because sports tourism in it, even since 2011, which was relatively new, if not completely new for Greece, but across the globe, we had very good um, vibes that this was going to become a trendy thing. And this mm -hmm. is indeed something which it has begun. So we wanted to extend the tourist, the, the tourist season. Uh, in 2011, we had 700 participants, which as you can imagine was a record number. For 2011, imagine I went door to door at the beginning, you know, uh, telling the owners of the hotels, please open your hotel. I guarantee you, you will be sold out. Please open your hotel. And this is where your communications and PR expertise came in handy, I'm sure. Exactly. From the beginning, we created a brand. So Spetses Mini Marathon and Spetsathlon are now two very well-known sports brands in Greece. Gradually, we had quite a lot of people from abroad. 
Um, this year we had almost uh, 40 countries represented. 40. A lot of Europeans from all of Europe, I think, but from New Zealand as well, uh, from the States. Apart from you, there was people from New York, quite a lot of few New Yorkers. Uh, we had people from Buenos Aires this year also. You had some Argentinians. And I yes. think I met someone who uh, was maybe Croatian and who happened to also... She did medal. She was at the podium. Yes, she was. And she also does speak Greek as well. Yes, yes. Um, it's sort of a bucket list race for a lot of people from abroad. And um, over the years, what we really wanted to do and was one of our focal points was two. Our motto is to win is to participate. So everybody gets a medal. To win is to participate. I like that. Yes, this is our motto. So we are not about who gets to the podium. I think you missed yours for 30 seconds. I, I missed third place by 30 seconds. And I have to tell you that as the I do get competitive. However, I had not been swimming for many years. And I just started swimming again about a month and a half before the event. So this actually, Marina, motivates me to come back next year and, and, and try to make it to the podium. You have an open invitation. <laughs> Let's say here that uh, we have uh, podium positions for all ages because really it's completely different if you are 25 years old and swimming and it's different if you're 45 and it's different if you're 50 right. and it's different if you're 85. Our oldest swimmer was a gentleman who was 85 years old. I, I don't know if you saw I him. I did. I was there for the entire summer yes. ceremony. And that was very impressive. Yes, this was very impressive. So what we do is, of course, we give prizes to the overall winners, which obviously, but on the other hand, then we have uh, prizes for each decade, which means that 19 to 29 have their own podium, 29 yes. to 39 have their own podium, and so forth, and so, so forth, which means that people, you know, it, it's a great chance to really motivate a lot of people, and like yourself, a lot of people who come and finish, you know, 50th in their age group, come back next year and finish 20th, and next year and finish 10th, etc., etc. Well, I think that this is a good point for me to interject something kind of funny. As I was doing my research, I knew that I wanted to do some type of athletic event. I do love open water swimming. I'm deathly afraid of sharks, though, and that's been a deterrent for me. However, I love Greece. I've been here already a few times. I know you don't have a ton of shark life. I know that the likelihood of my being attacked by a shark is so very low. And I wanted to honestly kind of, as we say in English, kill two birds with one stone, mm -hmm. have a vacation in Greece, but also be able to do one significant event. And, you know, I've researched before other types of sports, tourism, things to do. There are swim vacations you can take where you swim every day for six days. Well, guess what? That might be nice for later. But for this trip, I wanted to swim once and then party the rest of the time. So did, this was did just right. Well, party for me at this stage in life is relative. I, I mean, I usually go to bed at 9 o'clock at night. So maybe I stayed up a little later because Greeks eat supper later than yes. we U.S. Americans do. So uh, back to your event, though. You actually have two events. And I would love it if you could tell me, tell our audience um, about the two events. Yes, when we they're have held. two different events. The one is held at the first weekend of October. This year, was, it was held um, a little earlier, one week earlier, because Greece had municipal elections on the 8th of October. But next year, we're back to normal, and the event will be held on the 4th of October next year. Okay. And in May, we have a triathlon. So on the 17th to the 19th of May, we have a triathlon. Again, because our event is about to win is to participate, and yes. because it's about inclusivity, we try to create around the main event 
smaller races or easier races for people who just want to get their feet wet or who people who have not trained a lot or yes. for younger people. So, for example, in October, we have three uh, running races. So you have the 25K, which is across the island. It's a very difficult race. I know this because I rented an ATV to <laughs> tour the whole island and it is so mountainous that exactly. it would be a very challenging race. It's a very difficult race. A lot of Greeks do it as preparation for the Athens Marathon, which is a, a month after our event. And so the majority of the Greeks running the 25K do it as preparation for the Athens Marathon, and they actually think it's more difficult than running the Athens Marathon. I would think so. Uh, then we have a 10K, again a hilly route, but beautiful. Both of these routes, however, like the swimming route, the the coast is amazing. You get pine trees. You get um you get um water, uh, the sea to the right of you, and uh, like the swimming course as well, you have crystal clear waters everywhere in this you know brick blue, so it's really beautiful. And then you have the five k race, which you can run, you know, in a challenging way, but you can also walk. We have a lot of people in the 5K race who simply walk and they finish in an hour mm. and they get a medal and they're super proud of themselves. Or they go walking with their dogs or they go with, walking with their kids in their strollers or all of that. Now, the May race is a triathlon in two distances, a sprint distance and an Olympic distance. Oh, goodness. I've used to do triathlons <laughs> and, and I, would, I would say that that terrain... Would very be very difficult. challenging for either of the two triathlon distances. Yes, because again, the bike is either 25k or 50k for the <laughs> larger difference. So it's a lot. That's a it's lot. two loops, uh, the bike. However, on the Saturday, we have a small swimming race of 1k, which is perfect if you just, you know, want to come. Or if you're already on the island, we have, we always keep last-minute, um, you know, packages available because a lot of tourists who are there and who haven't heard about the race, we want to give them a chance where they will be able to register somewhere. So you can't yes. run a 25K without a lot of hard training, but you can swim a 1K if you've relatively swam in your life somehow that is correct. at some point. And we have a, a bike race of 25K, and again, we have a 5K running. 5K running is my favorite because it's a really family-oriented event also. You know, a lot of people of all ages run, a lot of young kids who have just started running, so like uh, 12 years old, and, you know, the first race with their parents or something like that. Well, when I was there at your event, of course, I participated in the 3K swim, but I was able to be there the entire time. And mm -hmm. I loved that there is a, you have a cross section of athletes, not only from all over the world, but from different age groups, from different athletic abilities. And I did also take note that you have some um, Paralympic mm -hmm. yes. athletes and some people who are a little bit more challenged in some physical aspects. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very inclusive event. All right. One of the first points was, this is why the matter is to win is to participate, because we want to say, you know, show up and you get a medal, do your best and that's it. We invite a lot of top Greek athletes, mainly because they are brand ambassadors of our sponsors yes. also. And it's also a great chance for the Greek people to interact with their idols or, you know, with mm -hmm. Olympic champions or stuff like that. Uh, but we also are very adamant about inclusivity. So this year we had uh, Dimitris, who is a very young kid with cerebral palsy, and he ran with his mother in a special wheelchair. Obviously, 
the 1K race, which is for kids, and he tried to walk the last, you know, five meters. I don't know if you, you were there. I did. I was not there for that yes. particular moment. But I have been keeping track. You do such a great job of promoting and through your communications yes. and public relations on your Instagram account. So I'm Our able Instagram to see... Instagram account is Spets' Marathon, and we have a lot of followers. We have 50,000, fo- I think even more, 53,000 followers. Generally, it is a way to communicate with people across the globe. And we are a very, you know, friendly race in the the sense that we get a lot of questions, we answer them quickly, it's an easy registration process, everything is in English as well. Um, Of course, it's a race which is almost always sold out, so if people... (laughs) Are thinking of coming book early at least your accommodation and spetses well this I will, is my tip <laughs> i will be recommending this event for sure um okay. to my my u.s master swimmers friends back in the u.s but also i have a group of triathlete friends so this mm. is a perfect event i would like to shift gears for a moment and talk about um events in spetses places off the beaten path maybe some restaurants wow. that tourists don't go to because my audience is like myself. We, when we travel, we want to have a very culturally immersive experience. We don't want to go where we'll find all of the tourists. We're trying to learn a little bit of the Greek language. Do you have maybe one or two restaurant recommendations? Yes, I have a lot. First of all, I think that if you do come to Spetses, you must rent a bike or a motorbike or something. Let's just say here that it's a car, a friendly, a non-car island, so there are no cars apart from the people who live there regularly, and then it's heavily restricted. Yes. So my first thing is that you really need to rent a bike. My friend and I did do that. Yes. We, we experienced and the island electric, best. Exactly, even an electric bike, because Spetses has beautiful beaches, which are of the beaten track, and literally all of this 25K of coastal route, you just see a beach you like, you know, wear your bathing costume underneath your clothes and mm-hmm. just go dipping in three different beaches as you bike across the island. Okay, so, so we did it right. That's what we did when we were there. Uh, definitely, if you have a little more time, I would recommend going up to um, Profitis Elias, which has a beautiful view, a 360 view of all the Aegean Sea. And also walking all the way down to the Paliolimani, which is the old harbour, and where there's a lighthouse. The lighthouse is one of the oldest lighthouses in Europe. It was built in 1836. You know, we did do that. We did not get to go up to Profitis Elias. Mm-hmm. monastery at that high point but we did go down to where the lighthouse was did you see was, the statues we did yes it yes. was very beautiful so the lighthouse has wonderful statues by a very well-known greek uh, sculptress who's passed away natalia Melan, and she has created also the statue of the bobulina who uh, is the island's um legendary figure she was a um uh, a captain of an admiral rather of the navy during the Greek War of Independence, a fierce woman, woman who was in charge, you know, who was credited with having uh, sunk many of the Turkish boats, okay. and um, and when you go across to the 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 Paliolimani and the fact you pass the Greek shipbuilders. You are listening to Coloring My Way Across the Globe. Stories of the most colorful people, places, and experiences off the beaten path, both near and far, as hosted by myself, Lauren Battistini. Each week, I'll be interviewing color professionals, artists, 
world travelers, language learning experts, digital nomads, other entrepreneurs, creative professionals, visionaries. There's something here for everyone interested in the world around them. Keep listening, there's more to follow. This is a very ancient tradition where the cakes are made from scratch. Yes, uh, we did a sailing. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes, sir. We did a sailing cruise one day, and our captain was telling us all about the traditional wooden boats that are called caikis. Exactly. And that, uh, so there's only three places in Greece where you still have this traditional wood building um, heritage, yes. and Spetses is one of them. So if you do come to Spetses, I simply suggest you go and talk to these people. They are there working every day. So if you just take a very short walk from the main port of Lapia, it's two and a half kilometers to the lighthouse. It's such a pleasant and it's, walk. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Now, as to restaurants, definitely I would suggest that you eat the amygdalotal, which are the traditional Spetses pastries. Uh, made from almonds. Oh, I had a whole box of them. Yes. Marina, so I definitely tried them. A lot of Greek cuisine is vegan. Let's also say that. Because a lot of um, the Greek Mediterranean diet is based on fasting. So when you fast, you don't eat milk, you don't eat eggs. You Literally, fasting means becoming vegan. So, And also because it's too, very hot in Greece, uh, 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 sweets which have chocolate or which have butter or which have eggs are very prone to going bad. So the traditional, traditional Greek sweets are all vegan, which are easier to to you know to 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 have in the heat. Yeah, and and also listen, I did so much walking when I was there, plus the swim race. I felt like I could eat whatever I wanted. Yes, yes. So this was could. a good bonus. <laughs> you could, you could. Generally, so I would suggest you eat amitalota. I would suggest you go to Patrilis, which is a very traditional Greek uh, restaurant, okay. to have moussaka and pastizio and whatever, you know, the traditional cuisine. Tarsanas is a beautiful fish restaurant. But everywhere you eat is really nice and fancy. I agree. Now, I will make sure that I get these recommendations written down and put in the description of the Perfect. podcast for my friends who want to Perfect. visit personally. Yes. So, let's shift. And the Bumbulina Museum, one last tip. Oh, Bumbulina Museum. And I yes. did not go. We had so many things to do that week that we weren't able to do quite everything, but yes. that is definitely on my list for when I return. So, you know that I specialize in color. I'm an architectural color consultant. I do color for businesses for their branding. I also do some art. And everything I do is color-based. So, I always try to drive these conversations in that direction. And I think that you're a perfect person to speak to about this because for years now, you have run communications and PR, your communications and PR firm. And color is a huge part of branding. Mm -hmm. So, I wanted to find out from you if you can recall any interesting stories or clients you worked with where you feel that color genuinely uh, reinforced the brand or strengthens its message? And, and really, I'm asking you kind of multiple questions rolled into one. How do you incorporate color in your business? First of all, let me tell you that the official color of the Spetses Marathon is green from the pine trees. We wanted a color which was strong but not overly colorful. And so this is how we picked green. Good selection. In general, and we have blue from the seed and spetses. So this is how the brand, which has green and blue, became. Okay. So we wanted, because if you go to spetses, you are surrounded by water and you're surrounded by pine trees. The two colors which represent the water and the pine trees are green and blue, which is why our logo is green and blue. Uh, in terms of color, I think that 
now that we do a lot of things digitally, we all get always get color and mood boards for our clients and a lot of um, influencers. We had an event the other day and we said that we wanted all the stories to be in warm colors to launch a new, you know, uh, a new Christmas um, uh, aroma by a very well-known brand. Uh, I'm generally a person who loves color. I almost never wear black. Um, apart from you know very black tie events or something like that, although I am I am um, blonde and in general a lot of uh, young people in Greece I'm not that young but still in general a lot of people in Greece wear a lot of black. I don't like it at all. I generally like you know yellow and green and blue. I love that you embrace color. You know on Instagram the places where you appear in some of the yes, promotional photos yes. and things. I do notice that you love to wear color. Yes, I like color a lot. And so I think uh, that, you know, it does play uh, uh, an important role. Good. Let's talk about life and colorful life. I ask all of my guests this. What does it mean to you to, to live a colorful life? What does that look like? And, and secondly, how do you live a colorful life yourself? Mm, I think it means to embrace the moment. I think that, you know, we spend so much time worrying. I'm glad you asked this question because a lot of people when I'm interviewed keep on telling me, how do you see yourself in 10 years' time? How do you see the event in <laughs> 10 years' time? We don't know. Well, I don't know if we don't know, but I'm, I'm really in favor of living at present. And Greece is a great country to do that because it's easy it's, uh, you know, if you want to go to the sea, literally I'm 20 minutes from my office from the sea. If yes. I want to go to the mountain, I'm one hour for the mountains. If I want to go skiing, I have options. You know, I like most countries maybe, but Greece maybe even more. So I think that to, be, to, to live a colorful life means literally to take, you know, to suck life in, to take, to, to have new experiences. Like you, you were in the States and you said, listen, I'm going to an athletic event in Greece. And I've been here now for four weeks and I have one more left, one more in Athens. I visited four islands and I've now been in Athens about a week. I have one more week left. Yes. So I'm all about adventure. So this is, this, however, all of these experiences, these memories, this, this, these will color your life for the years to come. I agree. And to your point about living in the moment, uh, and again, I'm U.S. American. I can't say that we always live in the moment because we, frankly, are so in a rush to get everywhere. And a lot of the communities in the United States are not very walkable. Mm -hmm. It's true. I live in Houston, Texas. It's not very walkable. And we don't have easy access to a beach or to a nice, quiet place to just sit and relax. And what I've noticed throughout my entire time here in Greece, and I've loved it, both on the islands and the mainland, is from about two to five there's some version of a siesta. It is not necessarily here in Athens that you take all three hours off, but a, a quietness is, is respected, and it is very common to see people just go 20 minutes away to the beach to take a small rest, mm-hmm. take some sun, read a book, relax a little bit, and then return to work. So mm-hmm. I see Greek culture, I, I have observed it, and, and it is very much about living in the moment, and I do agree with you that that makes life more colorful. Yeah. Even our trains are colorful. Look outside. I I've taken pictures of landscape. I've taken pictures of trains. I've taken a ton of, picture of uh, pictures of nature and architecture as I've been here. So last question for you, and this has to do with language learning. I said to you earlier, I speak 
Yeah, Spanish is my second language. English is obviously my first. I've been trying to learn Greek on my own for the last few years. You've been doing a great job. Your Greek is very good. That is a very kind compliment for you to say. So you know how difficult Greek is, and your command of English is perfect. You've been educated in the States and beyond. So do you have any language learning tips for those of us who are trying to learn Greek? Because let me tell you, I think it's a it, difficult language. It's what you just said. In order to learn whatever language, you must try to speak it. If people, you know, want to learn a language in a textbook, they're never going to speak it. So, you know, come to Greece. Greeks generally are very hospitable people. Yes. A Greek word is philoxenia, which means from ancient Greek, we make friends with the people we don't know. This is the root of philoxenia. Xenos means somebody who I don't know, and philos means a friend of mine. So the root of philoxenia, which is the word of hospitality, means that I'm making friends with people I don't know. In general, oh, I can't say about Athens because Athens is a busting metropolis, okay? Yes. But if you go out of Athens, Spets is included, uh, all across Greece, there is no way somebody's not going to give you a cup of a water if you want it. There's no way that somebody's going, not going to take the time to not only give you directions, but maybe even to walk you there. I you very much agree. You know, um, Marina, the, the concept and the practice of philoxenia here in Greece, again, now I've been to four islands and now here in Athens. It's my third time to be here in Athens. Philoxenia is very alive and well. I have never been refused help. In fact, if people see me looking lost and confused, which they do <laughs> sort of frequently, they stop and offer to help me. Yes, it's a beautiful so I aspect. think it's the same thing with the language. Greeks are very happy if you try to speak the language. So if you try to speak the language, they feel very proud and very happy. And the more you speak it, the more the greater you'll be. You know? Yes. Obviously, if you've had some ancient Greek training or if you've had some, you know, you, you know the alphabet from other things, it makes it a bit easier. It's not an easy language to know. It really is not an easy language, but it's a beautiful language, and uh, the people, your people are very hospitable, very family-oriented, very relationship-oriented, um, and I will say this, and I love this about Greeks, not in a rush. You're able to really sit down and visit with people and have face-to-face -face conversations over a coffee, over a glass of wine, mm -hmm. and, and I never, when I come here, I never feel like at restaurants, for example, I'm being pushed out of the door. In fact, they don't tend to bring the bill because they assume that you're gonna sit there and visit with your friends for a while. So there are so many beautiful elements to the Greek culture, and I think that's a great place for us to wrap up here. I wanna thank you so much. For, thank you so much. For I hope here. you come back next year to claim your podium position. You know, <laughs> I, I really, the competitor in me feels like I need to, and one thing is, in order to do better next year at this race, I will need to train in those types of conditions because I was just training in an indoor pool with very little current, yes, obviously. Current, yes. So, it, you know, who knows? Maybe I need to come to Spetsis maybe a month early and swim every day. Well, why we not? We do have the service. Let me just wrap up with this. If you do decide to come a month in advance, for people who come abroad, they can uh, talk to us on Instagram and we have coaches who would train you Really? Yes. So it is something which we offer sometimes our competitors who come from abroad. I so love this. And you know, as I as I build my business, which again is very color-based, art, art illustration-based, culture-based, travel-based, I will begin at some point 
uh, bringing groups of people over with me, I think, to Greece and different destinations and doing seminars and such. So I could very conceivably see this where... That's great. Uh, that just that sounds like people. a plan. Well, again, Marina, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been wonderful, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Great. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Coloring My Way Across the Globe. I hope that you've enjoyed the conversation, and we would love to stay connected with you throughout the week. The best way to connect is by subscribing to our newsletter at www.lfbcolor.com. That's www.l as in Lauren, F as in Frank, B as in boy, color, C-O-L-O-R.com. Also, you may find us on Instagram using the same handle, LFBcolor, for the latest stories, podcast guest profiles, travel photography, language learning diaries, and my own colorful art. Hope to see you there, friends. Thank you again.